Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is February 9th. The time is about 4 uh, 30 p.m. Radian MPC has been conducting conference calls from past 10 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, put your camera on. Let us know you're a newcomer. Uh, you have to let us know that you're a newcomer in the chat so that we promote you. Harika? Hello. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, hi, Rahul. Um, my name is Harika. So I have applied a H4 and H4 EAD uh, both together in the month of November, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, I raised a request uh, for the, for about three okay, times. Okay, is um, uh, I'm not going to discuss about expert request, ma'am. I, I don't know how to do the expert request, how it works out. Any other questions? Yeah, they denied the, they denied the expert request. How can how can what's the best possibility way when, that I can? When uh, when is your H4 current H4 expiring? It, it's already expired. October 30 is my There last. is nothing There is nothing I can do, ma'am. So how can we speed up the process? Is there any other... I don't uh, know. I don't know. If you find it, you let me know. Okay? Sorry about that. Next person, okay. please. Naresh? If the I-94 doesn't expire, there are ways that I can resolve, but otherwise I can't. Naresh, go ahead. Yeah, hi, sir. Uh, I'm on H-1B. Um, mm-hmm. Currently, I'm changing my employer. And mm-hmm. uh, so my family is in India. They are uh, with stamped H- H-4 visas with the current employer. Are mm-hmm. they allowed to come with the new employer I-797? Are they going, uh, do they need to go for a stamping again? No, sir. They don't need to go for stamping. As long as the, the your wife is still married to you, just because yeah. you change the company has no problem whatsoever. Thank you. I have one Next. more question uh, sure. regarding that. Uh, so, so there will be a gap of one to two weeks uh, between the employer change process. I'll be out of status. Is there any legal issues in future for that? Like no, I have already have 60, resigned. You have 60 days of grace period that's allowed for you to move from one job to another job. But uh, the first I-94, when is it expiring? Uh, next, uh, this December, uh, 2022 December. So You're good, I have, sir. You're good. Thank you. You don't have any problems. Next person, please. Thank you. Um, hi, Rahul. Um, I actually scheduled for my H-1B Dropbox appointment. And uh, when I scheduled my appointment, uh, there was a question. Was your prior visa um, annotated clearance received or uh, department authorization? Uh, so mm-hmm. my initial F-1 visa had the annotation clearance received, but my H-1B visa... Uh, which is also my most recent visa, do not have any uh, annotation on it. 
So I just understood the, the prior visa as my most recent visa and answered the no for the question and scheduled mm -hmm. my Dropbox appointment. So uh, my question is, is my understanding correct? And can I go with the appointment uh, um, as scheduled? Yes, it's the latest visa requires a clearance. If the previous visa requires a clearance and the next one does not, you're in good shape, ma'am. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Next person, please. Yogesh. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, my question is regarding uh, like being a part of an LLC. Uh, like a couple of my friends are getting together and uh, trying to invest in a real estate uh, business. So, one B, can, can I be uh, eligible to uh, be part of the LLC? Like, we are not going to employ anybody just for the investment purpose. There is something called um, active partners, something called passive investors. So which one are you? I'm a passive investor. What about who is the active investor in it? There are other two guys like who are active in one. Are they green card holders? Uh, one of his green card and the other one is an H4 EAD. Yeah, that's fine. You as a passive investor, if you're just investing in a real estate, absolutely you can do so, sir. Uh, sir, like do I need to declare it anyway? Like when I apply for 485 or somewhere to let um, previously. Previously, in the 907 form, we had to declare it. Right now, there is no. But if you declare it as a passive investor, it's not going to cause any problem for you. Awesome, sir. And other thing, like invest in India also, sir, like as an investor for some uh, startup company. You can do whatever you want to in invest in India. If you're just investing, if you're not working, you're good. Okay. The third question is like, I got an offer. The other company is asking me to uh, join early, but my company is not uh, relieving me early. So can I have you a... Cannot, no, you cannot overlap employment with company and company B. Next person, please. Shweta Shri. Man, young guys have too much money. Hi. Uh, I wish I had that. Good, man. Um, my I-140 was withdrawn in 2016 by my employer. Uh, currently, I'm coming to US on H-4 visa. So can we reinstate uh, my I-140 or should we apply for fresh H-1 in April? It was withdrawn in 2016. When was it? Yes. When was it filed? When was it approved? 2012 March. So it was withdrawn. Okay. So when when you're trying to reinstate it, are you trying to circumvent the lottery system? Are you trying to put the priority date? Which one are you trying to do? How are you coming in April? I'm coming on H4. On my husband's dependence. And, and how long did you have the H1 visa initially though? So be, when I was uh, back in US, I, I had for more than six years. There are two different things here, ma'am, okay? For you to port the date though, okay? For you to port the, you know what a porting the date is? Priority date is? Uh, no. So you know what a priority date is or you don't know what a priority date is? Yes, I do. And you know that whoever is earlier will get the green card, is right? Yes. So if an uh, if another employer, uh, are you, is this employer who got the green card, uh, I-140 approved, is he cooperative with you? Yes. Yes. 
you know, they can they can refile an I-140 for you if they want to. There are multiple different things that you have, ma'am, options. And as soon as you come in, if that company wants to, and you said you they filed a green card in 2012, is it right? Yes. They can file a green card, adjustment of status, as soon as you enter into this country, if they want to. Okay. There are multiple different options that you have. You can get back on H-1B, but there are some conditions to it. You can retain the priority date. The old company can file a green card. You can have a new company file a permanent I-140 and retain the green card. It may be worth for you and your husband to have a consultation with me. We can go over the entire thing. Okay. And then we can discuss it. Okay. Okay. Next person, please. Akash. And my colleague will give a link to you. Okay. If you want to discuss with me further. Uh, hey, hi, Rahul. So just a quick question. Uh, actually, uh, my I-797A got approved uh, uh, last year in month of November. And I have my old I-94 number. I-797A. Okay. Old I-94. So okay. I, I just, I'm just trying to explain you my situation. So mm-hmm. I have submitted my uh, uh, H-4, H-1, H-1 uh, documents to my employer uh, last year. In Is February. that... Is that H-1B a transfer? Is that an extension or is it a change of status that you got approved for I-797? It's, it's the change of status. Okay, keep going. So uh, in last February, uh, I, I submitted all my H-1B supporting documents to my employer. And mm-hmm. then I traveled to India in month of March and then returned back in April. But I didn't mm-hmm. got uh, picked up in the first lottery. I got picked up in the second lottery. I again submitted mm-hmm. the documents to my employer, the new I-94 mm-hmm. and other supporting document, but mm-hmm. they initiated my visa with... I got, I got the point. They used the old I-94 to get the H-1B approved. Uh, and that I-94 I got in 2019. It's just a technical error of the I-94 that can be fixed. You, did you contact the company's lawyer? I, yeah, I asked them, but they said there won't be any issue as long as USCIS approved it. Did you got the driving license based on that right now? Uh, I got the driving license based on my uh, new uh, I-94. Not with the H-1B that you got the approval with? No. Yeah, I, I would. I would kind of agree with your lawyer. Instead of fixing it right now, I would not do anything if I were you. Okay, and uh, one more question I have for my H4 dependent. So mm-hmm. my current employer failed to file her change of status from F2 to H4 when my status got changed. Oh, come on. So okay. uh, the day when I got to know that she accruing an unlawful presence, I just uh, asked her to return back to India and she's in India right now. Mm-hmm. So if she appear for H4 interview in embassy, so does it create any issue for her? Uh, no. In the DS-160, have you ever violated the status? She will just answer yes to that question. And she will explain that thing. Technically, she is not unlawful present. She only acquired the, she was only out of status. Now, it's very confusing words. Out of status is different. Unlawful presence is different, but. She should be fine. I don't see her problem in getting the H4 visa. It's I mean, smart that you did that, sending her there rather than fighting the case here. So my employer told me uh, that it, it might take a long time here to get it approved. So better you should ask her. To- I, I agree. 
Yeah, he did the wrong thing by not. Well, it's not his duty to file your wife's application, though. But he advised you rightly. Okay. Next mm-hmm. person, please. Nikhil. Hey, Rahul. Uh, I have a quick question. My current H-1B is expiring in July 2022 this year. and because it's 6 months uh, near i actually applied for my h1b extension and i got a new h1b which is starts from july 2022 to july 2025 and my question is if i go for stamping i am eligible for dropbox uh, this june uh, my question is if i go it in june will i still get the stamp till 2025 or should i go after july because the new h1 no, starts you if if you go right now also you should get under until july 2025 there are some counselor officers that don't know how to do it at the most they will give it to you for june of 2025 though but it will never be given only until july of 2022 okay but i should submit both the 797 because technically absolutely absolutely submit both of them thank you so much Arush? and the same, the same thing can happen when you come into the cbp sometimes they may not be able to give an i94 until july of 2025 if it's more than 3 years some of the officers may not be so please check it but under any circumstances it will be 3 years from the time you enter it will be 3 years from the time you got the passport stamping next person please hi rahul uh, i have a question regarding the h4 ead auto extension uh, mm-hmm. this is for my wife uh, so my h1 got uh, approved until the 2024 uh, Um, June 2024. My wife's also got approved H4 E H4 uh, extension, and uh, her H4 EAD got expired on December uh, 2021. So, and you filed the extension? Uh, we filed the extension uh, in the month of December beginning, and we also received a receipt notice. And uh, on the receipt when, notice, when on what date the EAD expired? Do in December? Uh, uh, December 31st. Okay. Okay. And when? Okay. So you filed the extension in December itself. Okay. Yeah. In December, uh, December second, we filed and we received a receipt notice for that. On the receipt notice, it said it is uh, uh, automatically extended for one eighty days. So is hmm. she eligible to work? I mean, um, first of all, don't take the automatic extension. Those are only applicable to certain things. But the answer to the question is okay. Don't take the reading of the. Set. after receipt notice okay? okay but you told me that h4 is extended until june 2024 is right yes yeah okay. along with mine mine is also 2024 uh, her her h4 application is also she she is allowed to work up to 180 days after december 31st of 2021 not because it says on the receipt notice because of another rule okay 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 so okay, she's fine you. right uh, i94 update everywhere it says i94 update and uh, people has to go uh, as, as bo, 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 no, that's not applicable you told me her h4 is extended until june 2024 yes that's yeah. that's not applicable to her fine thank you rahul thanks a lot next Take next person me. please we not um thanks rahul garo i have a quick Any question on the newcomer uh, newcomers just let us know your newcomer guys in the in the chat good sorry you know for no no problem thanks rolgar so this is regarding the new uscis interfile process so if i do take advantage of that to interfile between eb3 to eb2 would the clock reset for the 180 days of ac21 they are saying that it resets but we don't know how they are going to interpret it. 
okay um another question on the ead if we lose a job while we are on ead what is the grace period we have to join or we don't know how that's going to be can you have can your wife employ you no <laughs> why not you know, oh you mean are uh, you using that um, option that you mentioned uh, yeah doing business as tba with the county yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. that's better easy okay and okay. you start working on that company for a while okay the sure. reason i i tell you to do is it probably is better yeah. okay okay no. thank you so much Narayan. Hi, uh, I, uh, hi Rahul. Can you hear me? Hey, yes. uh, this is this is Valiyapan, and I work for Intel. And my priority date under EB2 category is that uh, is August 2012. So they filed for my downgrade back in October, and uh, and we did a uh, um, what is it expedited processing on uh, premium processing on my EB3 I140, I and mm-hmm. there was Smart. an RFE. RFE, but it got denied uh, in January, and the issue was like my company Intel Corporation renamed to Intel America as one one fifteen twenty eighteen. So the RFE was about my perm name doesn't match the newly downgraded I one forty EB two. So and, when they filed the EB three, did they file as an amendment or a new application? No, it's a new application. They filed as a new application. Yikes. and my eb2 i140 is right now it's approved i mean it was approved and then 2018 they amended the the sii successor and in interest so right now the we are i'm not sure i'm not really comfortable with my attorney's suggestion they are thinking should we go for a interfile and they are pushing for a interfile but i'm not even sure if interfile makes sense here no it doesn't make sense are you speaking the intel corporation yes i work for intel unfortunately it's I mean, it's it's a big mess right now, and we are struggling with uh, our current attorneys. Uh, so just trying to because I follow your Pragman. forum, that's correct. Pragman. Yep, they messed up a they, lot they, of they us. Sh- so they should not have filed it in the. See, the labor certification was approved with Intel. They already did the amendment for the EB two. They should have known when they filed for the EB three. They should have filed it as a amendment, not as a new filing. Yeah, they Now, did us. They should not. They should not file. Um, they should not interfile. That's a very wrong step. So my, I already um, got my EAD and AP as well last week, and now I don't, don't know what use. to do. Yeah, don't I'm not use. using it. So now, question for me is: Should I, I mean, push them for filing a new application I four eighty five? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, and so that might be a faster one, or that's the right approach, right? Probably that might that's be better right. then. That's okay. right. and if you can get the intel sign 485j supplement yeah all i will take you is your filing fees okay i can talk to them and see okay so i need to get i485j from them actually only for you okay the first guy we give it for free we okay. just want to get the company why not so <laughs> okay yeah. sounds good that's, thank you that's everything what they are doing is wrong i mean I, I mean, they okay. messed up a lot of us, unfortunately. But uh, I follow your forum. That's why I thought I can ju- I can ask you a suggestion and see what is yeah. the next step to do. So, sure. so yeah, definitely, I will get in touch with you, Rahul. Thank you so much. Okay, next person, please. Okay. Hey, uh, hi, Rahul. So this is a question, uh, you know, for my friend. So she's uh, gotten uh, two B one rejects uh, in twenty seventeen and eighteen. And in 2019, uh, she got an L1 uh, visa petition denied. So right now, she's got an H1 approved uh, from an employer in the US. 
like a full time employer um and she has interview maybe next week uh, when when you are selling when you are telling that the l1 petition got denied mm-hmm. you are speaking the l1 petition with the uscis or with the consulate uh, uscis okay everything seems to be normal nothing odd for her right now okay, okay. getting yeah. b2 denials normally b2s are denied for the intent to immigrate that's not okay. an issue for h1b the intent to immigrate okay. is not an issue okay so i mean just uh, regarding the documentation or anything is there anything specific that she has to carry like uh, that's what and nothing yeah. so okay and one more question is uh, you got muted so you know last week it got stuck i'm sorry what uh, she got her i1 uh, uh, you know i797 uh delivered last week but it got stuck because of the covid stuff uh you know uh, it hasn't been delivered so if it is not delivered uh, can she take the you know xerox yeah. and then just yeah. say she can, she can just she can take the xerox and go info all right all right yeah thank you so much all next person please para hey thank you uh mr reddy basically i have this are you able to hear me sorry Yes, yes. Yes. Mr. Reddy, basically I work for Chase and uh, what happened is my organization got into multiple acquisition, uh, Tavisca to CX loyalty to Chase and that is how now I'm a Chase employee. They filed for my uh, L1A extension which got denied. Uh, I still don't know the reason I was wondering. Uh, it, it seems like it's a wrongful denial. So how much is the so, success rate if I file that um, when, lawsuit? When, uh, mm, first of all, uh, what's the reason for denial though is it because the relationship between chase and your indian company i'm guessing that is the reason basically my documents will come i think in a day or so i just got denied like on 7th this week uh, first of all you cannot challenge the decision it has to be challenged by chase hmm. um second my question that comes to you is is it um is it uh oh uh, what was i uh, is that uh, you said the the the, the uh, what about your current l1 when is it expiring unfortunately that expired in uh, december mid december 17th damn you should have got the l1 adjudication then before the i need to put it back okay oh my attorney is Painful. Since same my law firm. Preparing doc till November. Sorry. Uh, same, same law firm. Okay. Um, yeah, you know the law firm probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. It, it depends on the denial. Other thing is that instead of going for an appeal, though, sometimes the best way is to refile the because if you go for the court document, courts, though, irrespective, first of all, Chase may not approve it. second there are a lot of its ifs and buts is right and expenditure involved it i would spend the same amount of money of refiling the entire application get it approved again but then that refiling will have to wait for 365 days right why as in me outside india because i don't have a status so i cannot stay in us now that's right but either way if you file an appeal you still cannot work until the court orders and court is not going to order that easily you still may have to leave the country because you so, may be accruing unlawful presence so you are essentially i sorry uh, yeah please go otherwise. unless the court decides otherwise you are still accruing unlawful presence 
So, so I will any of this have to leave now, I guess, in yeah, like a couple of yeah, days. Right. I, I was just... So if you're going to leave anyway, I would refile the entire application rather than actually go to the court. So essentially wait for 365 days and then refile kind of. Wait, wait, where is the 365 days coming in? You haven't completed seven years of your L1A. But I have been told that once it is denied, you will have to wait for 365 days. Isn't that no, right? No, that is not right. I really love you, sir. Um, if Chase so, approves it, can I basically approach you to... Well, I'll, I'll give you free <laughs> if you get it. <laughs> if you can get it. I'll give you free, Alvin, sir. Okay? Okay. Okay. Thank you. Next, Thank next you. person, please. Mahesh? Hello, sir. Can you hear me? Yes. So, first of all, I would like to thank you. This is my first meeting with you. In a sense, this is the first time I'm coming to this session. Uh, sure. Thank you for this great platform. Um, my H1B, it's like it got approved like the I-797, like um, December, the extension. This is my seventh year, seventh or eighth year kind of extension kind of thing, which got approved. Mm -hmm. And my family is in India for the last two and a half years. And my H1B priority, like in the sense, my uh, EV2 category is I-140. I-140 approval is like uh, September 2012. So and did you file the 485? You didn't file the 485? No, sir. I didn't file the 485. My family is in India. And there is a reason for me to go back to India to take care of my mother for certain operations. And her health is not good. So can you guide me what exactly should I do? How corporate is your company? To be honest with you, in the sense, like, uh, I'm not really sure about that. Yeah, the reason is that if you, I would file something called I-824 right now immediately for you. Okay? I that says that I-824. Write it down, please. I-824. Okay, one second. So the reason I file an I-824 is I don't know whether you're going to file the 485 here or you want to get the green card in India. Seems to be, okay? By okay. filing an I-824, you're telling the uh, you're telling the USCIS you want to get the green card in India, okay? But you can always okay. change your mind and it won't cost mm -hmm. you anything to change the mind. Okay, sounds great. So you file the I-824. Once you take care of the things, you come back here, you file the 485. Okay, how about the consular processing? Like, if at all, I do it consular processing. Exactly, that is exactly what I said. I-824 is a consular process. Oh, I-824 is a consular processing. Okay. So, yes. I okay. need to let them know beforehand and then move to India. Only the company can do it. You cannot do it by yourself. Okay. And how long can I stay over there? I'm sorry, I'm taking a little bit more time, sir. How long? Well, if, you, if a company is cooperative, you can stay until you get the green card. Absolutely, you can. Okay, thank you, sir. Next person. That's the reason I asked you the question. How cooperative is your company? Rajeshekar. Hello, Rahul. Uh, my wife's uh, H1 um, six years is completed in October, and she didn't mm -hmm. have. Her... You have to speak a little bit louder, sir. October of which year? Sorry, sir. Yeah, my wife's H1. Uh, uh, October which year? 2021. That's six years, okay? Yes, there is six years. So right away we filed for H4H uh, and we got the receipt and we're waiting for that. Did you file before October or after October when you say right away? I don't know. September 2021, before. Before October, okay, go ahead. So we got the receipt and we still didn't get that approval yet, that is still pending. Mm -hmm. And uh, my H1 uh, 
extension is on December 2021. I had applied for the extension. I got it approved. But my employer forgot to apply for my wife. Yikes. So I'm sending her next uh, this week to India to get it stamped. We are looking for okay. Um, so That's what, fine. What, what is the worst case scenario we can expect here? No, uh, I, I don't expect any problem there. Because she was here after December, because that is kind of... Okay, that's okay. She was um, she was present here for a uh, for two months of unlawful presence. Okay. If the person is unlawfully present for more than 180 days in the United States, there is a three-year bar. If the person is one year or more, it's a 10-year bar. But it's under 180 days, there is no bar. In the DS-160 form, she can tell that she... She was out of state. She was violated the status because she didn't file the H4 extension at the proper time. It's okay. They won't care much. Okay. Thank you so much. And all, even from October, she's still under six months. So she's still good. And it's a good decision to send her back to India. Thank Next you. question, please. Sharanya? I can't hear you, ma'am. Gatri, I can't hear her. Uh, Manoj? Hi, Raul. This is Manoj. Uh, uh, my priority date is April 2014. And uh, I have approved I-140 for last three employers of mine. Uh, the, the last employer actually filed uh, downgrade in October 2020. So I got my advanced payroll and EAD approved. I moved to a new employer uh, like less than one year back. Uh, they filed 485J. Uh, wait, wait. You filed in October of 2020 when you moved to the employer D, the new company. Mm -hmm. When did you move? Uh, less than a year back, like six months back. If it is after 180 days that you filed the 485 yes. application. Yes. That's important. Okay, got it. Yeah. I waited for 180 days. Okay, you're good. You're good. Keep going. So uh, with the new, now now the dates are moving farther, faster, uh, being in 2014, April, if they become current, what could be the options that I have, uh, you think? Would I have to go uh, back? If you, if you want to move to EB2, there are a couple of options. You can go to the ABC company and file a 485J supplement. Or even if you don't move, any of those companies can still offer you the job and file the 485J supplement. Okay, so that's the only option. My current employer also started the process for... Well, that's another option too. If your current employer gets a firm I-140 approval, he can do it too. Okay, and uh, we just had a, recently a restructuring, so my title had changed a little bit. The job duties are... Do I have to file... No, you, you don't have to file a new 485. You, you still are fine. Guys, the job duties change every day. You think so? I'm going to come to the conference call every day and tell the same thing like Robert. Put a poster there and repeat the thing. My job duties change every day. Every 15 minutes, they change. Okay? As long as you're in the same profession, you're in good position. Okay. Next person, please. Thank you. Raja? They recalibrate the robots also nowadays. Hey Rahul, Raja, uh, this yeah. is uh, Raja speaking. This is uh, my this question is for my wife. So her uh, H, current H one B is expiring next year January. 
Proceeding to coming into United States, you must have worked for that company for 365 days. The problem is when the hands have changed from X company to Y company to Chase. I don't know the ownership of the Indian company to the Chase, so that's where the problem is. If that link is broken there, then definitely the 365 days works. You have to go back and work for 365 days, and there definitely the EB1C also requires that you must work 365 days. Okay, so they will still have to prove the ownership of the company. 
and yes. essentially I'll go back. I'll join to chess there. I'll refile and I can. But but uh, if the if the company in India is still owned by Chase here, bro, you don't want to have. You don't need the three hundred and sixty-five days. You're good. It is just that I have to prove the ownership correctly, which right, probably is all. the mess that they have anyways created. Right. That's exactly what seems to be a problem there. Okay. Excellent, sir. Next caller and last caller, please. Rashan. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, thank you for taking the call. Um, so, um, okay. So I have a June 2012 priority date. Uh, did a downgrade last downgrade year. in 2020. Yes. Right. And uh, uh, fortunately, employer finally agreed to interfile with the new, uh, you know, alert from USCIS. The question that I had was, uh, I don't have I-140 approved. I don't have EAD. I don't have AP. Nothing is there. Um, so did you try to do premium processing of the I-140? Employer did not allow me to really do it. So, uh, so uh, anyway, so the question is, is it still okay for me to interfile? Or should I just, yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I would not interfile. Uh, so wait if for- If you want, if you want, we can refile though. Oh, refile, okay. Okay. Uh, for refiling, I still need my employer, right? Yes, you still need your employer. Okay. Okay. It's okay. not illegal, but I don't see an advantage in it. Yeah, because they are yeah, probably not going <laughs> to the refile. Okay. Uh, so, uh, but if I get one forty approved, let's say tomorrow, then you sh then you it may be fine. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes, it okay. is. Okay. It is absolutely fine. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys for coming. The next conference call will be tomorrow at 1130. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.